Hi, this is JC Hurtado Prater. Today we are talking about the three mindsets of a highly successful leader. Stay tuned for episode number seven of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. everybody today is christmas eve eve if you're listening to this on the day that it posts uh episode number seven this is always a good day for me i don't know about you but i love christmas eve It's christmas eve is probably my favorite day of the entire year christmas eve but there's nothing better like christmas eve eve <laughs> it's like the workup to Christmas Eve. So I always I always love that as well. Into the workup of Christmas Day, right? But Christmas Eve, there's something about it. Um, it's right before Christmas Day. Uh, so there's that workup, right? There's something about the Eve that's always nice. I, I have a lot of great memories from being a kid from Christmas Eve. You know, we would, I know that we're not here to listen to this, but I just want to share this with you. We would go um, on Christmas Eve, our little church. I grew up in a little church back in Indiana, and it would be, sometimes it would be snowing, and that would always be fun. But I remember we would, uh, my my dad would always make his famous fudge. I don't know how famous it was. No one seemed to like it but me, but <laughs> it was famous to me. Um, and then we would, during that, we'd be watching like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? So you have the smell of the fudge going on. The And then we, our entire family would go to this little church. It was a little country church and we would have communion. So we'd all get together there. And then afterwards, we'd head over to one of the other homes and we'd have this big feast. And I just remember, I remember nacho cheese and nachos and ground beef. I don't know, just so many things. I remember gorging myself away. Anyway, it was a very special time. I have great memories when it comes to Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve as well. So today's Christmas Eve. I know you're not here for all of that, so we need to get to it. But uh, this is a great season uh, for us right now. But let's, let's get after what we're here to talk about today. It is the end of the year. We are exiting a tumultuous year and entering into what is called the unknown. The most important aspect of your person right now is your mindset. By mindset, I mean the way that your mind operates, the attitudes and beliefs you hold on a consistent basis. Right. So what you believe, how you approach the world, how you see the world on a consistent basis every single day, that's your mindset. I shared last week how I came to write about this topic in an early morning meditation while writing down my thoughts as they came to me. And I know you're not supposed to do that, but that's what I did. I was able to see how mediocre my thoughts were at the time. And I actually, I wrote out my thoughts. And by the time I realized, wow, these are some mediocre thoughts here, I actually added them all up and I forget how many thoughts there were, but it came out to be like 89%. So here I've got 90%, 90% of my thoughts that crossed my mind that morning were small or average thoughts. And I'm remembering back to the Eleanor Roosevelt quote, great minds discuss idea, ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. And I could see that morning, my mindset was leaning all the way towards small. And to be honest, it shocked me. 
Looking at the paper, that sheet of paper in front of me, I could see why I was struggling to reach some of the goals that I had set for myself. It was very clear where my mind was in relation to where it needed to be. And here's the thing. You have probably been there before. That moment when you reflect on a given day and realize that most of your conversations were about events, happenings, or even worse, other people. You know, they call that gossip. And you think to yourself, wow, how could I have let an entire day pass with my mind in the gutter? And I was thinking that that morning. I, I, I was pretty tough on myself. And actually, that night, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. And she reminded me, she said, we need to show compassion to ourselves. So that was a good reminder for me, right? One day of talking about small events or thinking about small events and other people does not, nece- it does not necessarily make us small-minded. Several days, well, there may be an issue. Right. So if it's one day or one moment in time, that's one thing. But if it's something that you're doing constantly, you may have a mindset issue. And as leaders, we must work to discipline our minds to keep our mindset as often as we can above the clouds, thinking about ideas, how to create, how to innovate, how to lead better, how to manage more effectively. And, and so here's what I thought based on that. Uh, based on that day, based on that morning, right after meditation, I said, I need a mindset check. I need to get this in line, especially as I get into 2021, because it really is the unknown. So the most important thing that you and I have to do as we walk into 2021, we've got to have a great mindset. And so what I decided to do is let's, let's wrap this year up, the final three weeks, we started last week, and just look at this idea of mindset. Last week, we looked at the mindsets of a highly successful person. Okay, today I would like to examine the mindset of the highly successful leader. What drives her? How does he think? Where is her mindset or where should it be? How does he approach the people, team, or company he leads? Let's dive into the three mindsets of a highly successful leader. Number one is this. Highly successful leaders have growth mindsets. Highly successful leaders have growth mindsets. So what do I mean when I say a growth mindset? Stanford University psychologist Carol Dweck, highly recommend you read her or listen to her. You can find all kinds of stuff about her online. She is one of the leading researchers in the area of growth mindset. Dweck asserts that a growth mindset is the opposite of what is called a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset person believes that the talents, character, abilities, and intelligence of a person are fixed. They cannot be changed or improved upon. You are what you are and you get what you get. I think of the people in our lives, and all of us have these people who are the naysayers, the ones who are quick to tell us that can't be done or you won't be able to achieve that or, well, it's never been done before. The people who are quick to remind us of where we came from, but lack the care, compassion, and leadership to tell us where we can go. Often because these people have lacked the ability to move forward in their own lives, subconsciously, they don't mean to do it, I don't think, but subconsciously they try to hold back others as well. This behavior is another unfortunate aspect of what we call the law of the lid. And we actually talked about that last week. You know, it's the it's it's the rule that if you're it's the law you know if you're a 
level eight leader, you will only be surrounded by level sevens, right? They can only, you know, go up to your lid. If you're a level five, if you're, you know, you're going to be surrounded by level fours, right? So people can go higher than you, but what's going to happen is, is they're going to get frustrated and they're going to leave, right? So that's kind of that law of the lid, right? So if if if, if you have a fixed mindset, more, more than likely you've got a pretty low lid standard and it's not moving, right? A growth mindset, however, is the opposite of a fixed mindset. A growth mindset person believes that the talents, character, abilities, and intelligence of a person can always grow and be improved upon. And here's the deal. This is really important for us to understand. The growth mindset person believes in growth for themselves and for other people. They're not pessimistic. They're not negative. They see unlimited, unlimited potential in themselves and in the people around them. What a great person to be around. A growth mindset leader understands that people can change, and she helps them to change. Only, and this is important, only when a person by their words or behavior show they have no desire to grow, does a growth mindset leader remove them from the team. This is a key point to consider. This is important for all of us to consider right here. Growth mindset people only thrive in environments with other growth mindset people. It's very important for you to understand that, okay? If, you're, if you happen to be listening to this today and you wouldn't consider yourself a leader, but you work for a leader who has a growth mindset, you better get a growth mindset because they only want to be surrounded by people who've got a growth mindset, right? If you're a leader today and you don't have a growth mindset and you have people on your team with a growth mindset and they're very talented, you will lose them because they don't want to be surrounded by people with fixed mindsets. They want to go into an environment where people have growth mindsets. Important for you to understand that. Okay. But these growth mindset leaders, here's the thing. These are the leaders who lead learning organizations. That's what we call them, learning organizations. Companies who seek continual growth and transformation by consistently providing educational and training programs for their employees. These leaders understand that in order for the organization to evolve, the people within the organization must evolve. You know, I was thinking about, as I was writing this, I was thinking about, um, my first master's program that I entered into was an MBA program at Pepperdine University. And it was incredible. And I would have stayed, except I knew that I wanted to get a doctorate and I'm working on that now. And I, I didn't want to use all of my money on the MBA. You know, it was a very expensive MBA, like $80,000 or something. And I, I knew I, did, I didn't have that kind of money to, you know, to get that MBA and then go for a doctorate. So I backed out of the program and I went and got an MBA somewhere else much less expensive, but it's still a great program. But I remember while in that, that MBA program, I met a lot of great people. And one of the people that I met, she was actually from right here in San Diego. I, I forget her name, but we had some dynamic conversations, brilliant woman. And she was telling us how uh, her company was actually paying for that MBA. And I told you $80,000. Her company said, we value you so much. We want you to stay. We're going to pay for your MBA from Pepperdine. And all they asked, they said, once you're accomplished, once you finish, she stayed working uh, for them while she was accomplishing the MBA. And they said, once the MBA is complete, uh, we still want you to um, uh, give us four years of your time, right? Which that's, that's really good. That's a really great trade-off, 
in my opinion. But that is an example of a company that says, we value you. We want you to learn. We know that as you grow, you're going to go higher. So the company's going to go higher. That is a learning organization, right? Or or the companies that provide training programs within, uh, uh, within the company, right? Uh, leadership development programs, manager development programs, employee development programs. I think of Google. I, I've never worked there before. I've heard it's a decent place to work, but they have this thing called Google Talks where they bring in some brilliant minds from from across the world on a very consistent basis. Obviously, they haven't done that recently, but on on a very consistent basis, they do this and they let their employees just kind of go and listen to these brilliant minds talk about whatever it is that they talk about. And uh, those are organizations that we call learning organizations. They help you grow higher. A growth-minded leader is going to lead a learning organization or, or a learning team, a learning company. So what else? What other traits do growth mindset leaders have? I've, I've got three traits for you. Growth mindset leaders, number one, they listen to their people. They listen to their people. Growth mindset leaders understand they learn more when they close their one mouth and use their two ears. Now, this is hard for leaders. It's hard for me. You see what I do, right? I use my mouth to make a living. It's hard for me to keep it shut. But that's what a growth mindset leader needs to be. Should do. Should do. Great leaders keep their mouth quiet. Growth mindset leaders understand they should be the last ones to speak in a meeting. Why? They want to grow and evolve in addition to providing their team members opportunities to grow and learn by verbalizing ideas. Growth mindset leaders understand they cannot carry the organization, team, or project on their own shoulders. They need the help of those around them, so they listen to the people. I want to I I make a quick point. It's a small digression, but I think it's really important. When you're a leader of a team, always be the last one to speak, right? So here's what a, a growth mindset leader does, okay? And I've been guilty of both, one good, one not so good. A growth mindset leader walks into an organization or walks into a meeting. I'm sorry, let's take the other leader, okay? So let's take the, the fixed mindset or kind of a small mindset leader. Walk into a meeting and they say, hey, so here's the problem and uh, here's what I think the solution should be. What do you all think? And what's going to happen in that kind of a scenario, right? He's going to go. So let me go around the room. I've already told you what I think. Now let me go around and everyone's, uh, yes, boss. Yes, but oh, boss, that's a great idea. Oh, boss, that's incredible. Uh, yes, sir, man, that's a great idea. I, 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 I wouldn't have thought anything, right? So he's going to get a bunch of yes answers. And the one person, because there's always that one who's going to be the naysayer, who's going to be kind of negative, who's going to disagree. That's the person that everyone, oh, well, that, that person may not be on the team very long. They're not a team player, right? A great leader, growth mindset leader walks into a meeting and said, okay, here's the problem. Well, let's talk about the solution. Let's start here and let's work our way around. What do you see as it? You know, a great leader, I would even say, sends out an email to their, you know, team, you know, one or two days before and say, hey, in the meeting, we're going to talk about this, this issue, this problem. I would love to hear every single one of you who will be at that meeting. I'd like to hear your opinion on it. Uh, and then as a team, we will make a decision on the solution. That is leadership, right? I just get excited talking about that. And rarely do we see that. A lot of times leaders walk in and we just want to 
Here's exactly what it is. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. What do you think? All right. Boom, bada, boom, boom, bing. Let's make this thing happen. That's not leadership. That's, that's not growth mindset. Growth mindset leaders listen to their people, right? They listen to their people. Now, here's the second thing. Growth mindset leaders learn from their people. Why do growth uh, mindset leaders listen? So they can learn from the people around them. They value collaboration. That's a very big word. I want you to hear that. They value collaboration because they know the organization can evolve and transform when everyone is empowered to bring their ideas to the table. It's not I hire you to just take my orders and do what I ask you to do. No, I hire you because I want your ideas. I want your mindset. I want your thoughts. I want your solutions. Whatever you think we should do, I want that at the table. That's what a great leader does. Growth mindset leaders do not believe they have the answer to every problem, right? That's kind of a fixed mindset. That's one of those small-minded leaders. I'm the one that has all the answers, right? This is why for the growth mindset leader, this is why the team exists, to help solve the larger problems. The leader's primary job is to create space so others can add to the larger conversation. Uh, that's a huge. That's a huge one. I know that I'm in the room with leaders that need some work when they are the first ones to speak, they give their opinion, and then they want you to go around and, and then they don't even listen, right? They use, uh, they say things like, well, I guess you can try to convince me. What the hell is that, right? That's not leadership. Leadership is listening because you value the people around you, right? You listen to them. And that takes us to our, our, our third trait here. Growth mindset leaders value the opinions of others. Now, why do growth mindset leaders learn from their team members? Because they value the people around them. That's key. They value the people around them. They can listen to them. They can learn from them because they value them. So ideally, right, as a leader, you will want to have recruited the top people on your team, right? The people who surround you. When you have recruited top talent, it makes it easier to trust them and to value them. When you've made the say, like, it, 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 it is tougher. I've been there. It's tougher to inherit a team. It's, it's always probably more fun for you. It's always easier to trust when you've built the team, when it's your team. And so I would say to any new manager, just be patient. Over the course of three to four to five years, or maybe less, right? People move a lot more nowadays. So over the course of one year, 18 months, two years, that team will start to look like what you want it to. So you got to be patient. So when you recruited the top talent, it makes it easier to trust and value them. However, a growth mindset leader knows they can learn from anyone. So they listen to everyone. And can I add something here? This is very important. Okay, this is almost a digression, but I think this is important for us to to talk about today. Often the most negative person on your team is the person who is most frustrated because they care the most about your team and are experiencing frustration with you or some aspect of the team that you lead. That's gold right there. I want you to hear that this this hearing this and I heard this and I forget where I heard it, but I heard this a few years ago and it drastically transformed my leadership. I'm going to repeat that one more time because it needs repeated. Often the most negative person on your team is the person who is most frustrated because they care the most about your team and are experiencing frustration with you or some aspect of the team you lead. Here's what you do. You listen to them.
It may be hard to get past their attitude. However, if you can set aside your ego, and that's what the issue is, it's probably your ego that's the issue, and listen, you will learn more from this person than any other person, every other person on your team combined. Look, I have great experience in this. And as I'm talking to you about this, I'm thinking of three people in my mind right now who were on a team, some are still on this team that I lead, and very tough people to lead. They, uh, they'll talk back to you in a second. They will see the negative in almost everything, right? They, um, they're tough. They're opinionated. And uh, you know what a bad leader does? And, and, and this is what I almost did at the beginning because I, I didn't understand this, right? A bad leader says, well, you're not a team player because you don't listen to everything I said, so you're off the team, right? That's not a growth mindset. What a great leader will do, and I'm not saying that I'm a great leader, but I'm saying that in this one thing, this is something I've learned. You bring those people closer. I see that you're frustrated. I, I see that there's kind of a, you know, you seem pretty negative in the meeting. You seem like you're down. Tell me what's frustrating you. What can I do better as a leader to help you? Woo! And then sit back and, and listen as the floodgates open. It's one of the greatest things that you can do. It's one of the greatest things that you can do as a leader. It's one of the best things I ever did. You know, one of the things I've learned is I'm such a feedback person, and anybody who knows me will agree with that. Uh, I actually bring closer the people who are most honest with me. If I ask you for feedback on my leadership and you give me some, you know, some BS answer, oh, I don't see anything. Oh, I think you're pretty good, blah, 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 blah. And I know that's not the case, then I, I don't trust you. I don't want anything to do with you in terms of you being close to me to help me grow and me help you grow. It's the person who dives in and says, no, 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 here are three things that I've noticed in the last six weeks that I really think you need to try to fix these. That's the type of person you want to be around. So growth mindset leaders value the opinions of others, even those who do not agree with them. Pull them closer, right? Now, you may have to tell them from time to time, hey, do you have to be negative all the time? You know, especially for newer team members that come on the team, that's really important for your culture, right? You've got to talk to them and say, hey, you know what? You don't have to be negative all the time right? Sometimes it's okay for you to be quiet, but off to the side or even in front of the group, right? If you have a, a team culture of radical truth and uh, radical transparency, let that person speak. I guarantee they're not the only one who thinks what they're thinking, right? So that's just an important one. I'm really passionate about that. I'm really passionate about all this right here. That growth mindset means you can learn from anybody, right? So you got to listen, you got to learn, you got to value the people around you, right? Value the opinions of others, even when you don't agree with them. That can be hard to do sometimes, okay? Number two, highly successful leaders have empowering mindsets. So number one, they have growth mindsets. And number two, highly successful leaders have empowering mindsets. I love this one. What does it mean to empower? That, that's the question. What does it mean to empower? To empower someone means to give away authority and power to the person so they can get the job done. Empowerment is not about, look, I've been in rooms many times before when I brought this word up and I didn't create this word. I just started reading about it and everywhere I go, I want to talk about it because it's such a great word and it's such a great leadership philosophy. I don't like that term servant leadership. I think it's, I think it's a crock to be honest with you. I think people like to use that word. That's a whole nother conversation. And we'll get to that on one of these podcasts, but I prefer to use the word empowering leadership, right? 
you don't need to be the servant of your people. Just give away authority. That's how you attract great people. Give away authority. I've been in rooms before where I brought this word up and I've gotten laughed at. I've got because what they hear is, oh, you say, you're saying empowering, but you really mean you're just trying to give away everything you don't want to do. No, 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 that's not it. And that's what I want to talk about right now. Empowerment is not about delegating those tasks you don't want to do. That's called laziness. Empowerment. Well, okay, let me be careful with that. Because there are some of you out there, you have assistants, and all of us today can have what we call a VA, a virtual assistant. And 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 I do think there's real power in taking those things off the plate. All the thing, emails and account billing and all these things that 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 are sucking your time drive. It might be good to have somebody else do that, but find someone who's really passionate about that, who does that well, right? So I'm not. Uh, I want to be careful to say that not doing everything is. Uh, or empowering other people to do certain things is laziness. It's not that, but you get the idea, right? It's not about just giving your job away. Empowerment starts with getting the right people on the bus in the right seats on the bus, the whole Jim Collins philosophy. And once you have the right people in the right roles, doing the right jobs, your job as a leader is to simply empower them. Meaning, give away your power and authority to them. Man, that's hard. I can almost feel some of you. Whew, you're not liking you know, that. I'm the leader. I'm the one who's got the degrees, and I'm the one who's worked really hard to get here. Why do I have to give my leadership away? I can hear you saying it right now. That's what great leaders do. You do not second guess them, right? So you give power away, and here's what you don't do. You don't second guess them. You don't undermine them. You do not micromanage them. You hold them to outcomes. Here's what you do. You hold them to outcomes and allow them the freedom, that's a big word, to determine their own systems and structures when appropriate. Your power becomes their power. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, if the empowering leader has done his or her job correctly, right, he or she has very little power. It's all gone. The team members and frontline staff have taken over leading their respective areas, allowing the leader to watch this, get this, lead, to support, to provide the tools, to provide the training, to recruit, to set vision, to walk the halls, quote unquote, to improve processes and systems, to raise up new leaders. That's what a leader should be doing. And you do that when you give your power away. Disempowering leaders work hard to take away power and authority. They concentrate all their effort on consolidating power and authority in their own hands. Every decision has to be run by them. They need to know every detail. They live in the weeds and force their team members to roll around in the weeds with them. They undermine, they micromanage, they gossip, they make veiled threats at firing staff members. They manage the process while forgetting about the outcome. They want every team member to think and be like them. They are small-minded people. They are not leaders. They are little people with the need for control because they have lost control in other areas of their lives. I digress. That's not you. That's not me. 
if you're still listening to this, you are an empowering leader who seeks every opportunity to give away power and authority where and when you can. There's a great story that 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 Ken Blanchard tells. And I won't I won't try to I won't try to do it justice because he says it so much better. But he talks about at some point in his career, he it couldn't have been any time after 2001 because I don't think that this could happen nowadays. But he he had he had an issue. I think it happened two times to him. I could be wrong, but something like this where he 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 left his identification at the hotel room or at his house or so he's trying to get on a plane. He's in the airport trying to get on a plane. And you know today if you if you leave your ID, well you're you know, you're so you're you're not getting on that plane. But at some point in his career, it, it, it was different. So he lost his idea, uh, his, his ID. And there were two different uh, two different reactions to it. One reaction from one airline was um, he used this. I don't know. He used the sound of a quack. I just remember him doing this. He he went up and he tried to explain the situation. And he even said that the bookstore right down the way had a book of him with his with his picture on the cover. And he said, Hey, I'll go get you that book. I'll buy that book for you. And you can at least see that that's me. Can you let me get on the plane? And all he heard was, again, he started using it. Quack, 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 quack. I can't do that. Quack, 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 quack. I need to talk to my manager. Quack, 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 quack. The rules and regulations. Quack, quack. So he's using this example about how they can't, uh, he, he, he can't get the job done. Why? Because, um, because of, because of their their process, no one had the power to do this. So I need to call my manager. I need to call my other manager. Quack quack quack. I think maybe maybe what happened was he lost uh, his flight on there, so he had to rebook a flight and went over to another airline. And the lady just handled it. Whoever was behind the counter at the time just handled business, and he got on the plane. And he was, I think that's what happened. And he was using that as an example of two different airlines, one where the frontline staff was incredibly empowered to do their job and they got them on the plane. The other one was just quack, 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 all the reasons in the world why they couldn't get him on that plane. Now, to be fair, again, especially in today's day and age, he did leave his idea at home. Okay. And Ken Blanchard probably would say that. So don't leave your idea at home and expect uh, the airlines to, uh, you know, to make things, but it's a great point that he made, right? The frontline staff was empowered to do their jobs. They didn't have to run up in this second scenario, right? So that's important for us to understand. Be an empowering leader. Give that authority and power away. Just try it. Just try it. Uh, again, if you can't do it, that has more to do with your ego than it has to do with the people you lead. Well, I can't trust them. Well, I can't. Blah, blah. No, these are just excuses. The, the reality is you don't want to give up control because of your own ego. And we're all there. Believe me, this is something I wrestle with. It's hard for me to be in a team meeting and let somebody else run the team meeting. And I'm sitting there and I'm biting my nails and ah, I would say this, I would have done this. I'd, now, it, now, if you're lucky, you, you empower people. Um, well, if you're a skilled leader, I, I don't want to say lucky because that has nothing to do with it. If you're a skilled leader, you empower people who will listen to you. You've earned their respect, right? You've earned the ability to speak into their lives and into their leadership. So after a staff meeting, if you just let somebody else take it or after whatever it is, you let somebody else run the project and you're sitting there biting your nails because I would have done this differently. I would have done. Well, then you pull them aside and say, hey, let's let's uh, let's process. How do you think you did? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's what I'm seeing. That's what a great leader does. Okay, I need to move on. 
Number three, highly successful leaders have focused mindsets. So they have growth mindsets. They have empowering mindsets. You have growth mindset. You have empowering mindset. And then as a highly successful leader, you have a focused mindset. I love this one. And and we're going to do a whole podcast on this probably in the new year. Maybe one of the first ones we do in the new year. Highly successful leaders have one focus. That's the outcome. The outcome. Profit, impact, effectiveness, ROI, creation, innovation. Whatever the outcome is, this is where the focus on the highly successful leader lies. Okay? They can see the forest through the trees. Their mindset remains high level. High level, right? Highly focused leaders do not get lost in the weeds. They keep their minds focused on the purpose and vision of the company. We talked about this a little bit last week. We talked about the the chicken versus the eagle. And I just did some research on eagles. I'm learning a ton about them. We're we're, going to do a whole blog and a whole podcast on the eagle because it's amazing. Right. So the chicken is down there in the dirt and they're they're all over the place, you know, all over the place. Right. Right. The the eagle is big picture, high level. Right. That's where their focus is. It's, it's up top. There's a great uh, story about how eagles can go uh, up to 10,000 feet. And here's what they do. OK, they start flying and they climb, 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 and they get to their peak, maybe, maybe 10,000 feet. And then they just soar. And as you're soaring, you're kind of going down, you're kind of going down. kind of. So maybe they get to 5,000 feet, they climb, 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 and they soar. Right. And they just keep doing that over and over. They have this big picture view of the mountain, big picture view of the valley. That's where a leader should be. The focus should be way up here, not down here in the weeds with the rest of the chickens is what I call them. So getting back to this idea of focus, Steve Jobs discussed the, uh, the importance of focus in a short time here on Earth. He was famous for his quote. I love this. Focus is about saying no to really good things in order to make room for the great things. That's huge. There's a great, if, if you go to my blog, I, I have a link there, uh, Johnny Ives, and I'll probably link it in the show notes as well for, um, for the podcast. But there's a, great, um, there's a great clip of Johnny Ive who worked for Steve Jobs, and he's given an interview, and he's talking about uh, Steve Jobs' incredible focus. And he says, it's about saying no to something really, 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 really good so you can say yes to the thing that you're working on. But then he goes even deeper. And again, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but he goes even deeper. And he said, it's focus isn't just like once a day, you get up in the morning and say, okay, here's my focus. And you go about your day. No, focus is literally a minute by minute. Why are we talking about this? Why am I thinking about this? This goes back to the mindset, right? In order to have a great mindset, you have to discipline your mind because your mind wants to go all over the place. You have a monkey mind. I have a monkey mind. It wants to go over here. It wants to go over there. A focused leader understands that he or she has to continually uh, refocus herself. Why am I talking about this? Why am I doing this? Why am I having lunch with this person? Why am I meeting with that person over here? Why, why am I in this room talking about this project? Right? Why are we discussing this issue in this meeting every second of every day, uh, throwing everything within the lens of their purpose and their vision and their mission and asking the question why and walking away from really great things because they are focused on 
the one thing. I once heard about an organizational leader. It's a true story, and I can't remember where I heard it from. I've got to start doing some filing so I can remember where all these stories come from. But this leader was discussing their role leading a highly successful organization. And here's what he stated. He said he had three primary foci. Three. That's it. He said strategy, culture, product development. Strategy, culture, product development. That's it. He declared nothing else would be added to his calendar. His only focus would be these three issues within the company, strategy, culture, and product development. And it was a, a, a massively successful company. This is the mindset of a highly successful leader. Choose your focus or foci, two to three max, right? So you don't need to be focused on 15 things. You choose two to three things that you can be focused on and you keep your focus there. Remain committed to these and only these nothing else. Empower other people, get out of their way and do what only you can do. Get your focus on only what you can do. Have a mindset of growth, have a mindset of empowerment, have a mindset of focus. This is the path. This is the journey. This is the process of the highly successful leader. That's all I got for you today. I think it's really important as we get into 2021 that our mindsets are elevated 24-7, right? I love that aspect of growth mindset. So we listen to people. We learn from them. I love the idea of empowerment. Uh, give your authority away. But I really like that idea of focus, right? That's the mindset of a leader of absolute focus, which is every second of the day asking yourself the question, why am I doing this? I wish you all the best on your journey to being a great leader. Um, would love to hear from you. Uh, uh, thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to, if you're watching this on YouTube, I look forward to seeing you again next week. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I look forward to you joining me again next week for another episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. We're going to be talking next week about the um, uh, mindset of an organizational manager, right? So we talked about a person. We talked about a leader. Next week, we're going to talk about the manager. And there, there is a difference between the manager and the leader. So stay tuned for the next uh, the, the next episode. See if I can talk here. Stay tuned. Let me, let me try that again. Stay tuned for the next episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button so you can stay up to date on new podcasts that will be released on a weekly basis. If you're listening to this on the podcast on Spotify or Google or Apple, uh, hit, hit subscribe as well. And if you think that this podcast could add value to another leader, a human resource leader, an executive leader, a C-suite, please let them know about this. Spread the word, pass the word. Uh, so we can get the message out there and help other people become great leaders. Also, this is very important. I do training and consulting, and I'd love to have the opportunity to work with your organization. We do work around culture and strategy, DEI, diversity and inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion.
inclusion, either one, you know, whatever works best for your organization. Would love to have the chance to work with you. You can find my information down below, jc, jchp.co. Uh, reach out to me. I'll reach out directly to you and we can start the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. <laughs>